You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You will get 20% off your next order. On today's show, tons of SEC players in the Super Bowl last night. We'll recap who stood out and which SEC schools can beat their chest today. Also, we will recap the weekend of SEC hoops, some down-to-the-wire games, and again, a couple of postponements. And lastly, an early look at the latest college football national championship title odds for 2021. We'll run through some SEC teams with some really good odds. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, last night, the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are victorious. They dominate the Chiefs 31-9 to as Patrick Mahomes could not do a whole heck of a lot. Tom Brady, the GOAT, wins another one, but... From an SEC perspective, some SEC guys who came up big for the Buccaneers, LSU running back Leonard Fournette, he was the leading rusher with 16 carries for 89 yards and a touchdown. He also added four catches for 46 yards. Fournette was a big part of the Tampa offense. Texas A&M's Mike Evans, he had just one catch in the game, but it was a big one for 31 yards. That one came early on. And then defensively, the leading tackler for the Buccaneers, Another former LSU player, former LSU first-round pick linebacker Devin White, who had 12 tackles, eight of them solo, and an interception. Of course, uh, Auburn had a couple of DBs as well. Carlton Carlton Davis had five tackles, and uh, cornerback Jamel Dean was in there as well. Other guys on the Bucks. It, it's funny because this morning you can look on social media and see a lot of the uh, – SEC schools tweeting out congrats to our guys. And so, you know, Vanderbilt tweets out, you know, congrats to rookie running back Keyshawn Vaughn. He's a Super Bowl champion. You had uh, O.J. Howard from Alabama, tight end, who's been injured, but obviously gets a ring. Uh, guard from South Carolina, Zach Bailey. Defensive tackle from Arkansas, Jeremiah Ledbetter. Uh, LSU had another guy in this uh, with the Bucks, backup linebacker, and Kevin Minter. He had a safety uh, from Kentucky, Mike Edwards. A couple special teamers, kicker Ryan Suckup from South Carolina, punter Dustin Colquitt from Tennessee. But perhaps my favorite tweet of the day came from Missouri, who tweeted out, congrats to Mizzou quarterback Blaine Gabbard on winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> it's just always funny when the backup quarterback, who didn't really do much, is champion for winning a Super Bowl. But... Nonetheless, congrats to all those guys uh, from the SEC schools that were all on the victorious side of things in the Super Bowl last night. On the losing side for the Chiefs, of course, both of their running backs from LSU, Clyde Edwards-Elair, he had nine carries for 64 yards, two catches for 23, so not a bad night for Clyde, who, man, he came oh so close, right? Winning the national championship a year ago at LSU, came really close to doing the the back-to-back, win a national championship and win a Super Bowl. But uh, obviously the Chiefs came up short. Uh, Darrell Williams, he had just two carries for just five yards and two catches for 10 yards. Former LSU DB Tyron Matthew had three tackles. Goodness, there's a ton of LSU guys in this game. Uh, Florida wide receiver Demarcus Robinson, he had a catch for 11 yards for the Chiefs. 
and Georgia wide receiver Mecole Hardman, two catches for just four yards. Of course, their big stud on the D-line, Mississippi State D-lineman Chris Jones had five tackles. Other SEC guys for the Chiefs, some of these I didn't know. I was kind of looking up and down their, their depth chart, but uh, down the quarterback depth chart, they had an Ole Miss quarterback, Jordan Ta'amu, uh, Alabama wide receiver, Garrick Dieter, Texas A&M tight end Ricky Seals-Jones, Mississippi State center Darrell Williams, Mizzou lineman Yasir Durant, offensive tackle Martinez Rankin, also from Mississippi State. On the defensive side, they had Mississippi State defensive tackle Braxton Hoyt. Of course, Mississippi State linebacker Willie Gay, who missed this game. A lot of Mississippi State guys. Uh, Vanderbilt linebacker Emmanuel Smith, Georgia DB DeAndre Baker, South Carolina DBs Rashad Fenton and Chris Lamons, and Texas A&M safety Armani Watts. And, oh, by the way, their punter, Tommy Townsend from Florida. So that's a ton of SEC guys that were in the Super Bowl the other night. Obviously, a bunch on the winning side, a bunch on the losing side, but it was uh, pretty pretty outstanding to look up and down that, that team and see how many uh, guys from the SEC. And one of the numbers that I just thought was really astonishing, when you look at, uh, they, they pointed out player high school recruiting stars on the Super Bowl rosters, Zero five-star recruits on the Chiefs team, only one on the Buccaneers team. So of the two full rosters that made the Super Bowl, only one five-star player played in that game last night. That is unbelievable when we just talk about the caliber of players and and recruiting and all that, but it also shows how much we miss. You know, the 24-7 sports, the, the rivals... They can only go so much or do so much at times. You know, it's so there's a lot of five star busts that don't perform well in college. There's a lot of four and five star kids who perform well in college but never make it in the NFL. The interesting part 12 four stars were on the Chiefs, eight on the Bucks, 10 three stars on the Chiefs, 12 of those on the Bucks, and others 19 on the Chiefs, 22 on the Bucks. That means literally half of the Super Bowl roster yesterday were guys that were either two-star or below, unranked. Granted, maybe Tom Brady, the rivals recruiting rankings, weren't even around when he came out of high school. But uh, nonetheless, I thought that that was was really interesting. Just a couple other tidbits from around the, uh, the SEC. There is a report out of Tennessee that Josh Heupel is zeroing in on his next defensive coordinator, Ohio State linebacker coach Al Washington, according to Football Scoop, is who they are uh, centering in on. He's been with the Buckeyes for the past two seasons. In 2018, he was the linebacker's coach at Michigan. He has never been a defensive play caller during his career. He played defensive tackle at Boston College from 2002 to 2005. Uh, One other note on Tennessee, their uh, new coach Josh Heupel has yet to hire a defensive assistant or strength coach. He has hired four guys on the offense. Wide receivers coach Cody Burns, O-line coach Glenn Ellerby, tight end coach Alex Golesh, quarterbacks coach Joey uh, Halsell. Could be Heupel will not have his entire staff in place by this week. We'll see. And one other note, T. Martin uh, said he has taken a job to coach the wide receivers for the Baltimore Ravens. He said he and Tennessee, quote, mutually agreed to part ways and that John Harbaugh has given him an opportunity to coach in the NFL, and he's accepted. T. Martin coached the 
Tennessee wide receivers the past two years. He was promised a two-year extension and a raise, but that was put on hold as Tennessee conducted internal an internal probe into alleged NCAA violations. His contract expired on January 31st. Over at Alabama, they now have 15 members of their 2020 staff that have been hired elsewhere. The Minnesota Vikings are expected to hire Alabama cornerbacks coach Carl Scott as their DB's coach. He'll replace the guy who left to become the LSU defensive coordinator. But for Alabama, they lose five on-the-field coaches, seven analysts, and three other guys. That is pretty outstanding just in terms of loss, but, man, it tells you where everybody's going now. It's like, you want to hire somebody? Go to the Alabama staff. And Saban, all he does is just replaces them with new guys and continues to win. It is absolutely unbelievable what he has built there at uh, Alabama. All right, when we return, we are going to recap the weekend that was in SEC hoops. A lot of games came down to the wire and had a couple postponements as well. That's next. Hey, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football is over. Yes, hopefully you made a little money on bet online betting on the Super Bowl last night, but you got the NBA in full action, college basketball as well. The NHL is getting underway. MLB will be here soon. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, and when you do so, you want to make sure you use our promo code LOCKEDON and you will get a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to their website right now, and or you can use your, uh, your mobile device, computer, whatever. You sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. I was just looking at it today. You've got all the uh, NBA action up tonight. We'll have the SEC basketball games happening Tuesday and Wednesday night. All those are on there. You can find the lines, and you can make your bets. Head to betonline.ag right now. They are your online sportsbook experts. Hey, we're covering everything you need to know about the SEC, but what about the rest of sports now? The Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Well, to jump into recap in the weekend that was in the SEC basketball world, and of course, we went into the weekend knowing Texas A&M at Arkansas had already been postponed. Well, we ended up finding out Friday afternoon that Florida was having some issues, so the Florida at LSU game was also postponed. So two games did not happen in the conference on Saturday. Jump right into the action. Alabama, they lost a tough one on the road at Mizzou, 68-65. Mitchell Smith had a big block to seal the game for Mizzou. Kobe Brown led the way for the Tigers with 13 points and 9 rebounds, while Drew Smith added 16. For Bama, John Petty had 11 points and 6 boards, while Jaden Shackelford had 15 points. But the two Bama stars combined to shoot just 8 of 24 from the field. So Bama takes their first loss in the SEC this season. They dropped to 10-1 overall, still in the driver's seat 
in the SEC, but uh, they, they take a blemish. They're going to have to bounce back quick. Tomorrow night, they will be in Columbia taking on South Carolina. Tennessee, they had a solid road win at Rupp Arena on Saturday, beating Kentucky 82-71. to Keon Johnson, he went off for 27 points for the Vols, while Jaden Springer had 23 points. Keon Brooks had 23 to go with 11 rebounds for the Wildcats, but that was not enough. Kentucky's poor shooting woes, man. They just continue. They shot just four for 17 from three-point land. And now the Wildcats sit at 5-12 overall, 4-6 in the SEC. It's going to take a lot of work for them to make the NCAA tournament. They're not out of it yet, but, man, they are going to have to go on some kind of long winning streak here to finish off the season. They will be back in action tomorrow night at Rupp Arena hosting Arkansas. Mississippi State, they beat South Carolina 75-59 to improve to 5-6 and six in the SEC. D.J. Stewart helped carry the Bulldogs past the Gamecocks. D.J. Stewart had scored 29 points, uh, 4 for 6 shooting from 3-point range for Mississippi State. Iverson Molinar added 16 for the Dogs. South Carolina, they were just 5 for 25 from 3-point range, and they got out-rebounded 46-30. to 30. So Mississippi State doing a little work here, trying to build their way back up to uh, 500 and be a factor in all this. They'll be uh, hosting LSU coming up Wednesday night from Humphrey Coliseum in Starkville. That'll be a big one because LSU's on a little bit of a slide right now. Mississippi State are trying to put together uh, back-to-back victories. Also on Saturday, Ole Miss with a really good road win at Auburn as Devontae Shuler hits the game winner. Romello White, he went off for 30 points and 10 rebounds. Shuler, he had 26 himself, including four three-pointers. Ole Miss showing that they're a really dangerous team. Uh, next up for them, they're going to host the top 20 team in Mizzou on Wednesday night. Game will be on uh, the SEC Network from the Pavilion at Ole Miss. For Auburn, Sharif Cooper, he had just 15 points on Saturday on 4 of 13 shooting, but an amazing 14 assist for Sharif Cooper. Auburn next up tomorrow night will travel to Vandy to take on the 1-7 uh, and seven Commodores. And speaking of the Commodores, Georgia, they beat Vandy on Saturday 73-70. to Georgia, they improved to 5-6 and six in the conference. They're right there with Mississippi State trying to uh, get back above 500. Camara's late block uh, helped Georgia fend off Vandy. Severe Wheeler, he scored 16 points. And Camara's uh, late block helped send Georgia past the uh, Commodores. We mentioned Vandy. They will host Auburn tomorrow night. Georgia, their game against Texas A&M on Wednesday, that one already postponed because A&M still dealing with their COVID issues. They're hoping to be able to get back into action very soon. And just kind of a look ahead at this week. We mentioned already number 10 Alabama will be at South Carolina tomorrow night. Arkansas will be at Kentucky, and Auburn will be at Vanderbilt. Those three games all uh, on uh, the, either ESPN or the SEC Network. And then Wednesday night we get a full or, – or, or rather, we have just two games on Wednesday night. Uh, the Georgia A&M game is, was already postponed, and uh, Florida-Tennessee has been postponed because Florida is still dealing with their COVID issues after their game against LSU is postponed. So Wednesday night, only two games. It'll be LSU at Mississippi State and Mizzou at Ole Miss. And we're coming into the down the stretch here uh, with not many games remaining. And, man, it's, it's a, it's a logjam. Uh, basically, you got Alabama at the top, 
Uh, Mizzou is right there at six and three, but they're still three games back of Bama in the standings. And then behind them, it's a logjam of LSU, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Florida all at six and four. And then you get this grouping of Georgia, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State all at five and six. Kentucky one game back of them at four and six. And then it's South Carolina, Auburn, A&M, and Vandy all kind of bringing up the rear at the bottom. But um, an opportunity for some of these schools, you know, if they want to make the NCAA tournament, I think LSU, Missouri, Tennessee, Arkansas, Florida, all right there. The opportunities for the taking. Got to go out there and take care of business with just a handful of games left this month before we get into uh, March Madness. And that is uh, your look around the weekend that was in SEC hoops. When we come back, we're going to take a very early look at the latest college football national championship title odds for 2021. We'll run through some of the SEC teams who have some really good odds if you want to play some bets early on. Quick minute here to tell you about our friends at Built Bar. We tell you all the time, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones. I tell you all the time about the uh, raspberry and the cherry barcia, the cookies and cream. All those are delicious tasting, and you need to go check them out and try them out right now. The Built Bars, they are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and very easy to chew. None of that chalky aftertaste you get from some of those protein bars out there. Built Bars are healthy. They're great if you're trying to lose some weight or just looking to maintain weight while you indulge in a delicious treat. They're low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. The cookies and cream that I like, only 130 calories, 17 grams of protein packed in there. What are you waiting for? Go check them out right now on their website at BuiltBar.com. If you're eating those potato chips or cookies or whatever you're snacking on in the afternoon, Built Bar is a much healthier alternative. If you check them out on their website, you can find a flavor that you might like or do what I did early on. Try the variety pack where you get to try a bunch of different delicious flavors. Find the one that is your favorite, and you can do it all at BuiltBar.com. And when you do so, before you hit that checkout button, make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you're going to get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Hey, coming up later in the week, we're going to catch up with our buddy Chris Marler from Saturday Down South. Make sure you are subscribed to Locked On SEC to get all the latest episodes right here. Marler is uh, launching a new podcast with Saturday Down South, so we'll talk with him all about that and get his thoughts on the SEC offseason. A lot of good recruiting happening uh, last week across the SEC, tons of SEC schools packing uh, packing their uh, rosters with a lot of four and five star talent, and it's going to see how it plays out. You know, hopefully we get a normal off season of spring ball. I've seen some of the SEC schools starting to set dates for their spring games, and man, it will be into the thick of the summer, and we'll be previewing the uh, 2021 SEC football season before you know it. But I did want to jump into 24/7 Sports put out yesterday some updated college football national title odds from the William Hill book, I believe. Uh, yeah, Vegas experts at William Hill Sportsbook. They put out updated an updated way too early national championship odds for the 2021 college football season. So if you find those odds either online or you happen to be in Vegas, stop by William Hill, uh, their sportsbook, and go put some money on some of the odds. I mean, you got some, uh, you know, 
ACC schools, North Carolina, they're plus 3,500, USC plus 3,000 out of the Pac-12. But I want to focus on the SEC schools, obviously. LSU is plus 3,000 to win the national championship next year, according to William Hill. Now, before you jump off LSU, understand it was a rough season coming off their national championship, especially defensively where they ranked last in college football in stopping the pass. But that's not going to happen again. They have new defensive coordinator, new defensive staff, and they've got as many as 20 starters returning. There should be dramatic improvement on both the offensive and defensive side for LSU. For a team that's finished outside the top 25 this season, there is reason to believe that Coach Ed Ogeron could maybe find the right mix with his new coaching staff, Jake Peets as his offensive coordinator, uh, Durante Jones as the new defensive coordinator. They could maybe put it all together and find some luck. Schedule sets up well for LSU, too, outside of a road trip to Tuscaloosa. Well, the talent is there for LSU. That might be worth putting a couple of dimes on LSU plus 3,000. Other teams in the SEC, the Florida Gators are plus 2,500. I think this is pretty good value, too. I've said it all offseason. I'll continue to say it. Georgia is my favorite team to win the East and maybe even the SEC next year. But don't discount Florida. 24-7 Sports says, can Florida keep Dan Mullen in Gainesville for the foreseeable future? Coming off the program's SEC East title this season, a near upset of Alabama in the SEC title game. That's a little generous. Uh, Mullen's name continues to be boilerplate hot in NFL circles. It's one of college football's top play callers and quarterback gurus. Even with Kyle Trask gone, as well as Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Toney, Florida should be elite offensively in 2021. Emory Jones gives the Gators a dynamic option at quarterback if he wins the job. Again, people I've talked to around Florida say, no offense to Kyle Trask. Obviously, what he did this past season was phenomenal. Uh, on the field for Florida. But Emory Jones could give Florida a more balanced approach with his running ability and his throwing ability. If he continues to, to make strides there and become a better passer, Emory Jones could be really, really good next year in the SEC. I also have Texas A&M coming in at plus 2,000. 24-7 says one of the dark horses widely talked about in the Final Four conversation this past year. The Aggies finished one win shy of making the playoff. Their only loss coming at Alabama early in the season. Jimbo Fisher's team uh, plays a hard-nosed, pro-style-minded uh, offensive defense, and their strength at the line of scrimmage owned this fall, strengthened by a signing class that was uh, that will include a number of early impact guys and many of their most important veterans returning. A&M will be a factor in the 2021 title race in the SEC nationally. My only question with that, with AM is, look, Jimbo obviously had a fantastic year last year, but you still lost to Alabama. You still did not win the SEC West. You still did not make a trip to Atlanta. Eventually, with what they're paying Jimbo Fisher, he has got to find a way to break through. And look, he's found a way to beat LSU. He's found a way, you know, you got to find a way to beat the Auburns, the LSUs, the Arkansas, the Ole Miss. Find a way to beat all them, but it's still... The challenge is there. You have to find a way to beat Alabama. LSU did it two years ago, and that's how they went to the national championship and undefeated season. Jimbo's going to earn his bucks. He's got to find a way to break through and beat Bama. Again, if you notice, the odds are 
becoming less tough here. But Georgia, they come in at plus 1,000, according to the William Hill Sportsbook. Georgia finished strong this season as the Dogs' only two losses came away from Sanford Stadium against top 10-ranked Alabama and Florida, respectively. Offense took a major step in a positive direction with JT Daniels at quarterback over the final four games and could be one of the nation's most dynamic offenses in 2021. you got a stud receiver in George Pickens returning. James Cook has announced he is coming back, and the offensive line should flex the SEC East's top unit. Uh, I've been talking about it. I'll continue to talk about it. Georgia is my pick in the East and you know, may even be my pick to win the SEC overall next season because they are just absolutely loaded and obviously could have a big showdown coming in Atlanta with Alabama, and that brings us to our next odds. They have Alabama at just plus 300, so not, not as much value here betting on Alabama, but uh, 24-7 Sports says the Bryce Young era begins now, and he is in good hands with playmakers all around him. The heralded five-star quarterback played in mop-up duty this fall behind the Crimson Tide's first-team All-American, and new offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien will try and pick up where outgoing play caller Steve Sarkeesian left off. Alabama will replace a number of key starters, including the Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith, the Duke Walker Award winner Najee Harris, but the Crimson Tide have elite-level talent awaiting their opportunity. Brian Robinson should be one of the top SEC ball carriers. And that is your look, early look at the College Football National Championship title odds for 2021. Before we uh, call it a podcast, I do want to bring this up. Just kind of watching the Super Bowl last night and seeing Tom Brady raise up another trophy. And I think there's three guys, and there may be more, but there's three guys in current modern-day sports that are just, I I put it in an elite level. Obviously, Tom Brady is in there, and he's proved it even more with with all the Super Bowls he's won, but also winning yet another one with a different team. But I put Tom Brady in a category with Nick Saban and LeBron James. They are in a group of the greatest guys to ever do it in sports. And when you look at what's already been done in 2021, Nick Saban won his seventh national championship. Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl. And LeBron James has a chance to win his fifth NBA championship later this year. I just feel like those three guys, wherever they go, they elevate that team whether it's as a coach or a player, and make that team a championship contender. We've seen Nick Saban do it at LSU, and now he's done it multiple times at Alabama. We've seen Tom Brady do it multiple times with the Patriots, and now he's done it with Tampa Bay. Of course, LeBron, we've seen him do it with the Heat, the Cavs, and the Lakers. Those three guys are in an elite category that wherever they go, they elevate their team to a championship level. And the question is, when are any of them going to retire? LeBron's probably still got the most left in the tank, but don't count out Tom Brady or Nick Saban. Everybody's been trying to, I believe you could Google Nick Saban retirement or Tom Brady retirement for the past five years, and it's always been a story, yet those guys go nowhere, and it's just amazing how they keep the sustained success. And one last note on Nick Saban, Uh, if you read the story a couple days ago, Nick Saban on when he plans to retire, quote, no time soon. I don't have a time frame. I love doing what I'm doing. I love being in a position of leadership. I love to be able to impact young people in a positive way and help them to be more successful in life. So 
Bad news for the rest of the SEC. As Nick Saban <laughs> basically says he's not going anywhere. And man, it, it part of you look as somebody who who really loves the SEC. Party and buyers the greatness, right? Party loves to see it. And I know Alabama fans love it year in and year out. But on the flip side, man, we've had some really good SEC teams, some really good SEC coaches that have come up short and fallen because they can't get over the hump of beating Nick Saban. The day Nick Saban retires, though, I think the rest of the SEC rejoices because it makes it's going to make the SEC uh, that much more competitive balance like we may get back to those days where different teams winning the the east every year or different teams winning the west every year again not to take away from Nick Saban's greatness but maybe more parody in the league when he decides to hang it up but as you heard him say there not going to be happening anytime soon that's going to do for this edition of locked on SEC appreciate all you guys for listening we'll be back tomorrow talk to you guys then